Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I will. Be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him, and sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it, and to spread the news, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome the Rev. Micah Gaunt of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Ravenna, Nebraska, and Zion Lutheran Church in Shelton, Nebraska. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends in Christ, we can get into trouble when we overthink things. Any baseball fan knows what happens when a pitcher overthinks what he is doing on the mound. Perhaps the pitcher worries about his performance. Maybe he starts to aim the ball. Whatever the case, that's not conducive to throwing strikes. Well, as Christians, we can overthink telling others about Jesus. Perhaps we worry about our performance. What if I say the wrong thing? Perhaps we think we are an inferior Christian if we've missed opportunities to witness to Christ. On the other hand, maybe we find spiritual validation in how often we've told others about Jesus. Whatever the case, when facing the prospect of witnessing to the love of God in Christ Jesus, we Christians can overthink. Did you notice in the New Testament reading that the woman at the well leaves her water jar behind? She can't help herself. Yesterday, we heard Jesus promise this woman that whoever drinks the water that he gives will never be thirsty again. In chapter 7, the evangelist tells us that the water Jesus gives is the Holy Spirit. So behold, after spending time with Jesus, the Samaritan woman gets a drink of this living water. Filled with this new water, the woman forgets about the water she came to collect in her jar. 
and she hurries to her town to tell the people, Come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Now it just so happens that this woman is one of the first people to go and bear witness to Christ. And yet if you asked her what she was doing, I don't think she'd say, Why, I'm what you might call the first missionary to this Samaritan town. She's not thinking about it at all. All she knows is that she's just been with Jesus, and she can't help but tell others about him. When we're worried about witnessing, the answer is not to try harder. The answer is not to think about our performance. We think about ourselves too much already. The answer is not to look inward, because there's no joy there, because there's no Jesus there. Where is Jesus? Just as with the woman at the well, Jesus is where his word is purely proclaimed. If we wish to grow as a witness to Christ, the answer is to be with Jesus and to drink the living water that he pours out in his word and in baptism and in the absolution of sins and in the Holy Communion. And when we've spent time with Jesus, can we stop ourselves from talking about him? Come and meet a man who told me all that I ever did, the woman exclaimed to her community. Now this woman had five husbands, and the man she now has wasn't her husband. Clearly this woman had commitment issues. But she's been free from all that. Now she has met a man who will be a true husband to her and who commits himself to her completely. He will even commit himself to her with the sacrifice of his own life on the cross. The woman simply tells the people what Jesus has done for her, and she invites them to be with him too. What has Jesus done for you by the power of the Holy Spirit in his word? You've been with Jesus. You've been freed from your shame. Your sin is not who you are anymore. So what were you blind to that now you see? What could you not hear from God that now is clear? From what leprosy of sin have you been cleansed? From what death of guilt and despair have you been resurrected so that you live in hope? I know it would be a blessing for me to hear. So also your children and grandchildren, co-workers, neighbors, and fellow town sports fans would be blessed to hear. As you think about the things Jesus has done, I don't think you can stop yourself from talking about him. Dear friends in Christ, it is Jesus' mission to seek the lost. In fact, Jesus eats and drinks the work of saving the world from sin, death, and the power of the devil. And in his mercy, he invites us to participate in this work. This isn't a worry, it's a privilege. And so we are free from overthinking what we are doing. The time is better spent thinking about what Jesus does. In Jesus' name, Amen.